Go for it. Hey, Serena here for LV Mag. So I'm in Croydon right now, sitting in Rise Gallery with Kevin. I want to let Kevin introduce himself. Go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, hi, I'm Kevin Zukowski Morrison. I'm the owner and founder of Rise Gallery here in Croydon. And we um, are here today because there's, as always, something going on to do with art in Croydon, especially centered around this spot here. Um, and we were just having a conversation about what you've got coming up. Some really exciting stuff. Go ahead and share. Yeah, great. So, yeah, as you say, we've always got things going on here at the moment. We've got actually James Early um, painting over from Dublin. He's leaving today. He's been with us five days. We've got a mini kind of street art jam happening as well. But yeah, uh, uh, coming up in the future, we've got some really exciting projects. So we're off to Lebanon next week for a huge cultural project. We're taking a lot of artists over from the UK uh, to work with Lebanese artists in a part of a cultural exchange experience. Next year, we're bringing Leban Lebanon to, to Croydon. So that's going to be a really exciting kind of month. Uh, we've also got Andy Warhol month happening um, in September. So that's a huge cultural project. And it's all about bringing that kind of level of art outside of the institutional environments, kind of a real home environment where people live and um, who, uh, to activate and engage as many people with, with that kind of art and encourage people to find out so much more about his work. So we've got a, a, an exhibition of original artworks at the gallery. We've also got a massive tribute and homage exhibition that will take place on the street of 16 humongous artworks created by some of today's leading contemporary artists so there'll be tours of those each day all influenced by Andy Warhol we've got 40 film screenings happening over the month 15 talks by lecturers and people from all over the, uh, the world experts and some friends of his we've also got uh, loads of activities screen printing workshops um, what else have we got? There's a lot. There's loads, yeah. We, uh, we, don't, we haven't slept for like two months. Here, right? <laughs> um, so what drives this kind of cultural collaboration for you, that kind of cultural vision? What is it, the driving force behind that? Uh, for me, it's uh, art really has uh, a power, which is so much more than just art selling as an asset class. It actually can, it trans something that transcends, you know, age, gender, creed, is something that can engage with all sectors of the community. And for me, that, that's the power of it, really. It kind of the positiveness that it brings upon a community, that change, that shift, um, most of its grassroots. So uh, as you go through this big time of, of development, which is exciting by itself, but let's, you know, let's make sure we respect our community that already exists there. Let's welcome new people in. Let's, um, what, you know, we're one community. Art really ties us and brings us together, which I just find fascinating. That's the whole reason why Rise is here, really. What do you feel is the barrier between people and art? So I think um, traditionally, you know, uh, if you look at some of the uh, big institutions, uh, as much as they try and engage with people and, and some of the big kind of commercial galleries, art almost feels almost like bamboozling to people and it seems very removed. Where it actually shouldn't be, should be the opposite. You know, we should be talking about art, we should be experiencing it. I mean, it's a human experience being creative, and I think we've all got to. Um, that, that's the barrier, is that, that people feel so removed and isolated from it. I think that was kind of done quite purposely, kind of historically. I mean, I, I mean I've got enough time for this yeah. interview to talk about that. Um, but it all started off actually in the, in the late um, 19th century. The very first white cube show was done by a guy called Whistler. 
and which was meant to remove people, the public, from the art because he thought they shouldn't engage with it, it should be reserved as special people. Mm. And that kind of rolled on as a model and somehow ingrained in our kind of modern society when it actually the opposite should apply. So, yes. yeah, so the biggest challenge is, is actually making feel that people are is something that is for them, mm. that they can engage with it, and, and the accessibility to it, that's, that's the fundamental thing we need to tackle. Well, this kind of conversation is, is exactly what we want to have for LV Mag. So I think this is going to form as a sort of sneak, this is going to pose as a sneak peek, a taster into perhaps a much more in-depth conversation. That would be really great, actually, if we could make that happen very soon. So if anyone wants to get in touch with Rise Gallery, the best way would be? Uh, to email us, uh, inquiries at rise-gallery.co.uk. You can visit our site, rise-gallery, our Insta, our social media, it's just, it's all out there. Any, any way, any form of communication, we accept it. <laughs> <laughs> just like art. Thanks so much, Kevin. Yeah, thanks again. No, great. Thanks for having me on. Hey, Huss here. Serena, a.k.a. Huss. This is Huss Radio. So a quick talk about social media, following, engagement, likes, this whole influencer culture. I mean, this influencer culture is um, pretty major at the moment. Um, it's a v actual career option. Um, rather than being something that I would really deem as a side hustle, since it is a short-term one, I don't see it as something that's going to have much longevity. Um, I think it's really important that we all jump on what's going on right now and also retain in our kind of vision that certain things don't last forever so we have to invest in the long game and the short game so you've got to use what's happening and working right now but then know that that's a short-term strategy or however long that strategy is you've got to be ready to jump out it's like investment rather than putting all your chips into one thing um so it's interesting how now because of this sort of um, new wave of influencing a lot of focus is on followers and the number and the quantity rather than understanding that if there are people who are following us and liking our content I was going to say something else online then they, they, they also need to be a percentage that we can rely on to click and buy or book or do whatever it is that we need them to do do whatever it is that we are kind of wanting to get out of all this social media kind of um, effort um, and it's interesting how there is a lot of energy and effort invested into getting the number up, trying to get the followers up. I mean, if you look at it from an influencer state of mind, it's about getting more numbers so you can get more free stuff. But what are you going to do with the free stuff? And how long is that going to last? And how is that actually going to feed you? And I've got this thing about promoting someone else's name. Um, have I even done it? I don't think I've promoted anyone um, knowing, knowing kind of all, all as a job, you know what I'm saying, in the sense that on social media, I've been sent stuff and now I'm going to hype it up. I probably hyped some stuff up without even thinking about it as a job just because I like it um but you know even that I'm probably a little bit allergic to doing now because I'm thinking I'm going to put all of my posting social media effort marketing effort into 
my own thing and I just wonder why more more and more people aren't thinking this way and are we our influences just becoming the sheep um the herd mentality of I'm going to promote and market someone else's identity someone else's hustle and in return get free shit when every single sorry I ended up using that word but but you know we all know if you've ever been in production or manufacturing you've got a certain number allocated to uh to give away it's no major deal to be receiving free stuff so when it comes to our online social media effort marketing effort shouldn't we use that opportunity and all those all those sort of hashtags and uh, such to highlight spotlight our own hustle our own identity whatever it is our goal is the long-term vision rather than this sort of short-term gratification actually I would I would connect this whole influencer culture to short-term gratification what are your thoughts let me know listen my name is Serena Hussein I have a few platforms because I do more than one thing I'm a producer of content. Um, I direct and produce content, creative content. You can come over to a very new page called Hus Art House. That's my private space for collaboration and creation on Instagram. The main spot, though, Serena.Hussein on Instagram, as well as my online magazine, which I edit, is called Life Vocabulary or LV Mag. Check them out. I also do some branding and marketing, so check that out as well. That's brand vocabulary and for um my yoga teaching and my yoga method is called yoga vo that's a good hashtag yoga vo so um go to yoga vocabulary so pretty easy to follow links are on my site thanks for listening this is hus radio i'm serena hussein in london about to pick up my child from school have a good one